You know, we sang uh, a word this morning um, in one of the songs. Empty-handed, but alive in his hands. Maybe that's you, you feel like. I've got nothing to give. Well, good. I'd say exactly in the right place and exactly how he wants you. That's exactly where he wants Don't you think, oh, I've got nothing to give? God's got plans for you. Let him work that out. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, we're going to have a look at the fear of God, something that's almost like a forgotten ingredient these days. So that's what I got, so that's what I'm going with. And uh, it might be might be very quick, this. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But what, why the fear of God? We're going to have a look. Why, why do we need the fear of the Lord? Why do we need it? It is part of God. It's one of the seven spirits of God. It's listed as part of God. We can't just like brush it aside where we don't need that bit. It's there for a purpose. Everything... Everything that God is there for a purpose. And uh, we, we've just got carried away as a body these days. That we, we, just, we are the righteousness of God no matter what. God isn't really very impressed with that. So we're going to have a look at some scriptures anyway. And we'll see where we end up. James 2. We'll just read that. Sort of set a... If I can find it. James 2, 20 to 24. It's a bit about faith, actually. Slightly back on faith here, but not much. Will you know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works? See, we don't like the word works. Oh, you're not used to when he was not Abraham, I'll, I'll start again. <clears throat> was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? See you how faith with his works works with his works, and works was made faith. Works was faith. By works was faith made perfect. I think I'll go out and come back in again in a minute. <laughs> I might as well do it in tongues, aren't I really? I'm just <laughs> and the scripture was fulfilled which said, Abraham believed God and it was imputed unto him for righteousness and he was called the friend of God. You see then how that by works a man is justified and not by faith only. See, faith is important, but we've got, to, we've got to be works that go along with it. But the works I want to look at today, as regards the fear of the Lord, are more of our responsibility, if you like. Let's put it that way. We've got a responsibility to find out what's in here and then live by it. Uh, James one twenty seven. while we're there, just same page for me. Your religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. That's why we need the fear of the Lord. It's the fear of the Lord that keeps us unspotted from the world. We're living in a, 
Oh, man, we're living in a fallen world, aren't we? You've only got to watch. Have a quick look at Eurovision if you want to see how far we're. <laughs> if you want, that's a good. Uh, whenever you watch Eurovision, it's like, man alive, this where is this where the world's going? You know, um, and people follow that stuff. That that's that's the way they push you. But, oh dear. Anyway, praise the Lord. You know, I, I was. Didn't to me notes, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, I was, we've sung about, you know, the majesty. That's, that song was called Majesty, wasn't it? And uh, I ended up watching something about the Queen the other night again. Now, it doesn't matter if you're a royalist or not. But the Queen dedicated her life. She was committed. And I admire her for that. And, and I've been praying that I could... I, I want to be that committed and that dedicated to God that she was, no matter what you think about the royals. I like them, but that's, I just think that's what makes it British. But um, she was, and, and I'm just praying that I get a similar heart that would be sold out for God in the way she was committed to that job that she was given. And that's, that's, that's what I want, and I think we all want that deep down. You know, we'll know the Lord. We, we want that commitment to God no matter what. And nobody, anybody else thinks you're going to do what God says, you know. Praise God. There we go. And that me, might mean going against the flow. You know, the church, the, the Bible talks about a wide road. And there's multitudes, millions on this wide road. And you might have to go in the opposite direction if God's telling you to. You might not be very popular. It's not about being popular. It's about doing what God wants. Philippians 2.12 is the first, um, the first fear of the Lord scripture, if you like. Philippians 2.12 Wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only... But now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And, uh, well, that's quite a strong word, that is. You know, you, you, you come to the Lord, you get born again. And we are full. We, the kingdom of God comes inside us. We've got the kingdom of God. We, we've got to work it out. Work out your own salvation. with. You've got to find out what God's given you and work it out. It's going to be different for all of us. Slightly different callings, you know. Somebody might be called to go to North Korea or something. And uh, I haven't had that calling. <laughs> you know, but never say never with God. <laughs> I'm not saying never, just in case. <laughs> oh, dear me. I'm laughing. But it, it is true. God does seem to get you like that, doesn't he? <laughs> right. So working out your own salvation. Another scripture, Ecclesiastes 12. All over the place. Quite a bit of scripture this morning, but hopefully the scriptures will speak for themselves far better than anything I can do. I can do. I've lost you now. Here we are. 
Ecclesiastes 12, verse 13. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. This, this is Solomon, actually, and he's just finishing off his book, and he says, this is what I've come to the conclusion of. This is my summary of the book. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. So there's nothing ed. God knows everything. And uh, that speaks for itself. I don't need to add to that. That's why I said I think it might be a quick message, this. Romans 3.18 says that there's no fear of God before the eyes of the people. And, and the idea of having, you know, uh, the Old Testament they used to have what they call frontlets, I think. It was like the word of God was before their eyes, wasn't it? They kept it there. So if, the God, if God's word says something, you keep it there. You know, you might be walking along and then you're, whoa, look at her, and you're off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Keep that fear of God. No, don't go there. That's not for me. It's not for me. <laughs> You might walk past the office. Whoa, way up, I'm off in there. No, 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 I'm a new creature in Christ. The old man's dead. All right, it might take a while to get that stuff in your spirit and start living it out. And God will forgive us if we slip up. Ah, but there's nothing hidden. And bit by bit, we learn to die to self. Proverbs 16.6. Another one. By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged, but by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. It's the fear of the Lord that keeps us clean, which is Psalm 19.19. We'll go there as well, all over the place. Scriptures. You know, the word of God can do far more than I can. 19.9. The fear of the Lord is clean or pure. You might say pure in your Bible, but the fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. And it does, it helps us. The fear of the Lord helps us to stay clean. Even when you, from your own personal experience, Getting things wrong over and over and over again, but the fear of the Lord brings you to that repentance over and over again, if need be. And we rely on the blood and the communion, you know, to cleanse us from that sin. And when you're feeling guilty about that, it's not from God, it's the devil wants you feeling guilty, because if you're guilt, feeling guilty, you're focused on the problem and you'll probably end up back there. It took me years to get hold of that. That's what guilt's there for. God's forgiven you. Get up, get out of it, and go on again. Amen. Amen. So, the next part, this is, this is, why do we really need the fear of the Lord? I've written here, today more than ever, we have a responsibility to keep ourselves clean from the world Especially the world in the church, because the church is changing massively at the minute. And just because somebody said something from the front, 
Just because you heard something in a church or you heard it from somebody who you look up to doesn't necessarily mean it's from God. You've got to check out everything you hear with the word of God. If it doesn't line up with the word of God, reject it. Because we'll end up becoming like them. I mean, the, the church is getting so perverse. Weeks and tears. We look at that. Matthew 13, 24 to 30. One of uh, Jesus' parables. Another parable he put forth saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a good man which sowed good seed in his field. While the men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares or weeds among the wheat and went his way. When the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares or the weeds as well. So the servants of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where all these weeds come from? And he said, an enemy's done this, and the servant said, shall we go and dig him up? He says, no. Unless while you dig him up, you root up the good, dig up the wheat at the same time. So don't. He says, let both grow up together until the harvest. And in the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, go gather together first the weeds, bind them in bundles to burn them. But gather the wheat into my barn. Now that's, that is a picture of the modern day church. The wheat and the tares growing up together. So you might be there worshipping along with somebody who's getting bundled up and burnt. That, that's how serious that word is. We're living in, a, in a, a crooked world, a perverse world. And the enemies infiltrated the church. Just because you're standing next to them, they might have their hands and they might look perfect. But the hearts could be full of you do not know what. So this is why it's our responsibility, individual responsibility. You can't rely on anybody else. You've got to get in the word, get the word in you and work it out. Work out your own salvation. It's crucial in these days. 2 Corinthians 6. Fourteen, starting at fourteen. Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. We tend to just use that about marriage quite often, you know. But uh, be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? What communion has light with darkness? Now it's easy when we've got like people in the church and people in the world. It's, it, that's a simple distinction to make. But, uh, and then carry on. What concord has Christ with Belial? What part has he that believes with an infidel? What agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God, as God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate, says the Lord. 
Touch not the unclean, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. It's the fear of God again. Perfecting holiness in the fear of God. It might be a process, you know, it might be a, well, it has certainly been a process in my life. We change bit by bit. Some people quicker than others, so you can't really rely on what other people are up to as well. It's that responsibility, our responsibility. You know, I oft, I've, I've seen quite a bit. The devil knows, the devil knows how God operates. And I've seen instances in my walk with the Lord where people have had something on the heart and then they've had this word of confirmation. But if that word of confirmation or that thing that you've got in your heart doesn't line up with the word of God, it's not from God. You can't just, because the devil knows how to give you a word of confirmation to get you going down the wrong road, getting you married to the wrong person, getting you whatever, and even in the wrong ministry. Just to so, so you burn yourself out because you're not supposed to be doing that. You're not supposed to be over there. You're supposed to be over there. So the devil wants you doing something you're not supposed to. And he'll bring confirmation to get you off track. You've got to be so tuned into God. We've got to be tuned into God. Really have. So we can tell what's right, what isn't. Hallelujah. Proverbs 4, 7. Not much more now. Finish with something a bit lighter. <laughs> Hopefully. Wisdom. We need wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. Just a simple scripture. Wisdom and understanding. We need to understand it. Hosea 4, 6, which is... Uh, the people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Yeah, it's, it's responsibility again. Um, nobody apart from you can make time for God. And that's for me as well. We've got to separate some time for God, whether it's reading, praying, praising. We've got to do that. Nobody else will do it for you. If you don't do it, the devil will fill your time up. He'll fill your day. It's so easy to get distracted from the Lord. You just think, oh, we'll go and do this. Before you know it, the day's gone. <laughs> Still fall for it. Not always, but, you know, sometimes it's just a little something. And, and it says, it's that simple. I've got a couple of little little things here, you know. It's just little stories, actually. I think this first one was a Kenneth Hagen one, but um, it was all about, like, you know, working out what was God and what's not God, basically. And um, 
and I think he was in a barn or something, and this cow was chewing the hay. I don't know if you've heard this one, but this cow's chewing the hay. And this cow was like, every now and again, it, there'd be a stick or something, the cow would spit this stick out. And, and the Lord said to him, if that cow has got the scent, sense to spit the sticks out, haven't you got a bit more sense than that cow? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And it's like, and it's, it's true, it's true, you know. Just, just, oh, if it's not right, don't eat it. Because when we come to the Word, we're eating the Word of God, we're feeding on the Word of God. But if it's not from God, don't eat the Word, don't, don't swallow it. And then another one, I was thinking about this, and we got, you know, lilies. Some of the lilies are beautiful. And you can put a lily and it'll grow out of this horrible, black, sticky bog of, of filth. But, you know, that flower will be completely unspotted. It'll be perfect. It will be beautiful. And even though we might be growing up in a crooky generation, we can grow up and be unspotted. We can. We can be beautiful for God. Luke. <laughs> but we can. We can. We can do it. We can do it. And I'm going to go back to Philippians 2. And this is where I'm going to finish. Philippians 2. Back to verse 12. But I'm just going to read a couple of verses extra. So verse 12 said, 12 to 15, Wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Do all things without murmurings and disputings, so that you may be blameless and harmless or sincere, the sons of God without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom you shine as lights in the world. I think that's a good place to finish on a message like that. And I just pray, Lord, let us shine as lights in this world, in this crooked generation let us shine as lights in the world for your glory amen, amen. Praise the Lord.